Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm joined by J.P. Finley from 106.7 The Fan, the Washington Football Talk podcast, and NBC Sports Washington. We dig into the cost of quarterback Carson Wentz. What kind of risk is it? And look ahead to free agency as well as some draft talk. Will Washington be active? How active? What do we think they need and where can they get it? You can follow J.P. on Twitter at J.P. Finley, F-I-N-L-A-Y-N-B-C-S, and you can read my work on ESPN.com. When there is news in free agency, I will provide analysis as soon as possible. Plus, I would expect a press conference at some point this week with Carson Wentz. There will be coverage, of course, on ESPN. And by the way, if there's a signing that's, that's a big signing or anything they do that's a big move, aside from Wentz, I will do bonus podcasts as well. You can also subscribe to the show on YouTube or they go to, to do that. You go to Empire Media Network, A-M-P-I-R-E, or if that's not your thing, make sure you're subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. Before I play my conversation, one or two nuggets here. JP and I will get into a lot of topics, so there's no need to waste a lot of time here. The big thing we're waiting to see is how Washington creates cap room to even be a player on the secondary free agent market by secondary the week two or so. They will cut Landon Collins. That'll save $6.6 million. They can extend Eric Flowers. And there are a couple other moves they could make with the contracts of Kendall Fuller, Chase Rugate, perhaps Matt Ioannidis, um, DeShazer Everett. There's a way to free up more room. I would not expect them to be big-time players, but they can, be, they can go out and get some guys or maybe keep some guys um, at the right price. Right now, to, when you deduct the rookie salary cap, they're in that, they're around that 1.3, 1.5 million range with cap room. Um, so not a lot. That's why they have to free up more. And that's before the Landon Collins move. Also, when we get into the Deshaun Watson situation right away. Should Washington have waited? Folks, his agent is the same one who represents Landon Collins. They spoke at the combine. I know there was some hesitation initially here because of the legal situation, but with that resolved from a criminal perspective, um, he's obviously going to be free. But I'll just say this. In the past, Watson was not going to waive his no trade clause to come here. I don't know if that's changed. I think I think there may have been a softening there. I don't know if that was or how much to what degree, or certainly he had his favorites. Just like Russell Wilson was more open to coming here, but we didn't know how where that's where Washington stacked up compared to other teams. Clearly, Washington would have had an idea of of Watson's wishes or his desires in a trade coming out of the combine because of those conversations. They also probably have an idea of what others can offer. To think they somehow missed this coming is, is very inaccurate and that there's a reason why it's not like, they, oh, if they just waited another day or two for Wentz, I think they already knew. And I haven't heard been told that officially, but that's just a strong, strong guess. Can, again, 
Collins's agent is also Deshaun Watson's. There you go. I would be shocked if they didn't know coming out of the combine what to expect with Watson. I don't know what's going to happen in here with Bobby McCain and JD McKissick. Again, I'd want to make sure with McKissick that the neck injury is okay and won't cause problems in the future. I don't know that that's the case. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. It would provide hesitation. Um, but I also think there's some money there, too, money issues there too, but I'll get to that in a second. And there's a, again, well, there is a chance they can't afford him. Running back is and should be on their list, even if McKissick returns. This would hasten the need for another one. Suddenly, they're adding needs without having to a lot of room to then fill those needs. Both McCain and McKissick, keep in mind, were pretty much bargain signings. The latter, of course, being much more productive and more of a free agent bargain. I think McCain kind of is what you get, what you get what you pay for. If you take care of the front seven, the free safety just has to be smart and consistent. I've told you for a while that they want him back, but the fact for both of them, for both of them, the fact that nothing has happened suggests one thing. They disagree on the value. That's why they're going to let him get through this tampering period, which starts at noon on Monday, and it runs till four o'clock on Wednesday when free agency begins. So you let them go out there, see what they can get. Then both sides will know what they can get from here. Anyway, JP and I get into all this, so why wait? After this break, I'll be back with my pal, JP Finley, man of many hats on this beat. The Wentz trade, the free agent market, and what would we look for in the draft? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $250 in free bets if they do. It is that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KIME, K-E-I-M. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $250 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code KIME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back. Now, here's my conversation with J.P. Finley. Okay, J.P., before we get going, do me a favor and tell people where they can find you. I know you, you, you and Pete and Mitch do a great job on the podcast. Tell people where they can find you and on the radio. Uh, sure. Um, kind of a nameless podcast right now. We're kind of just rolling with Washington football talk. Um, me, Mitch, Tischler, and Pete Haley. And then on the radio, 10 to 2, 1067. The fan in DC or the Odyssey app. It's uh, me and Brian Mitchell, B. Mitch and Finley. Um, Kime's been on kind enough to be on all of them, and uh, they're fun. We, it's funny, man. We get these emails at work to like, like they're like national emails, right? And it's like, hey, football drives the conversation, and br- me and B. Mitch just look at each other. It's like that's all we talk about. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's which is and it's funny because people can't get enough of this. As bad as this franchise has been. 
there's still a hunger and an appetite for more. Totally. You know, imagine if they're ever good. I know. Well, and I, but it's funny because I've said that for years, for years, <laughs> but I always, I also thought, found it funny that a few years ago in the Nats, it was great. It was a great world series run. Right. And, you know, fantastic for the city and all that. And how people are like, Oh, they've surpassed the, um, wash the football team, wash Redskins, whatever. I'm like, well, if it took it, it took a world series title and then the worst year in this franchise's history or one of them for that to be the case. And a couple of years later, it's not even close to being the case, you know, and it's not a totally, knock on the Nats. Totally. It's not even a knock right. on the Nats or the Cavs or anybody else. It just shows you how dominant this team remains. Um, and that's why there's a lot of interest in the Carson Wentz stuff and all that. So let's start with Carson Wentz. But the first thing I want to ask is Deshaun Watson. And do you think, because obviously like it was a day later after the trade for Wentz that we got news on Deshaun and those charges dropped or whatever the, the ruling was on Friday, knowing what you know, do you think there's a reason they moved for Wentz a day ahead of time? Yeah, honestly, it's kind of had me recalibrate my opinion on the Wentz trade in some capacity. I, I think, I think we both know that they were in on Watson if it became available and the word around the league was that as long as there were no felony criminal charges, there would be, he won't get placed on the exempt list. And, and frankly, I don't even expect a suspension at this point. I mean, maybe more details could emerge in depositions or whatever, but basically it's like now that the criminal stuff is done, the league is ready to, to move this forward. I, I honestly think, so they didn't get Russ. They, they found out you're not a contender for Russell Wilson. And maybe Seattle didn't want to send him in the division too. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's kind of a convenient thing to say now. Um, and then I think they got word, all right, Watson's about to be cleared. We're not going to be able to get him. Let's hit the gas on Wentz. So at least we're not stuck in a bidding war for Mitch Trubisky that we might not even win. Because I know I know the, Mitch was a real consideration. And, and that was a real thing for them. Um, and, and to the point where I've, I wonder if the Trubisky camp was a bit surprised when the Wentz trade went down. One good thing about trading for Wentz is Wentz is on your team. You, he doesn't have a no trade clause, and there's, he, he can't choose not to come. Um, and I think perhaps they jumped on Carson knowing Deshaun wasn't going to come or they wouldn't be an option for him. And they, they there's a lot of things you can and we probably will say about Carson Wentz, but athletically, just as a quarterback, he's, he's a clear upgrade over what they have. Correct. And, and that's with, with Deshaun. I think you're right that I think there had to be a sense of either it's going to be either other teams can offer more and they can't get them or Deshaun would not have them as high on their list as they would need to get it done and go get your guy now. And you're right. I do think that Trubisky was an absolute option. And I think my understanding is that um, there was surprise on the trade. And I think, um, I think Mitch was a real contender to come here. So let's go to that too, because if you're looking at this and you're right, maybe they get into a bidding war and you're paying too much for them. But I do think there was a sense that they, that that side liked Washington's roster enough to help Trubisky. So would you rather have Carson at the 28 mil and costing a third and likely a second or Trubisky at you know, at first I'd say 10 mil. Maybe it's maybe it's between 10 to 15 or so, but no picks, and then you know, a much lower cap space, which you know, obviously they went with Wentz, but that's part of the equation here, right? Yeah, it is. I, I think 
for me, this is tough because I just, I don't think Trubisky is very good. And like, you can sell me on upside of young quarterbacks, Jordan Love, people that wanted to dismiss a Jordan Love possibility. I was like, we've never seen anything. We have nothing to base an opinion on. Trubisky started for four years or for parts, most of four years. And the narrative around him has just changed dramatically from sitting behind Josh Allen for a season, which is the best playing. Right, exactly. And, and, and I'm totally cognizant. Like I get that Chicago might've been a bad situation for him. And maybe if he lands in the right place, he's got, you know, athletic skill and, but is Washington the right place? I, I, there's always this assumption like, oh, well, that place is no good. This place hasn't – the only quarterback they've developed in 25 years, they ran out of town and the team president couldn't say his name. So <laughs> I uh, – and it's a different regime now. I understand that. But I'm, I'm not high on Wentz. He has been great before. Like, right. I think there's a number of avenues that this Carson Wentz trade will eventually go down. But one of them is he puts it together and is awesome. And – should that happen a year from now? Let's say Wentz is able to start 17 games, throws 30 touchdowns for the first time in a Washington uniform since Sonny Jurgensen, and looks good. Then all of a sudden they've got a bargain on their hands at 28 mil. I wonder if, if you think this too. I, I think there's a growing sense around the league, particularly a quarterback, but really at like any true elite player. And the quarterback's its own thing, but then elite players, I think more and more clubs aren't valuing draft picks how they once did. Like, I think, I think if you ask an NFL GM anywhere, hey, a second and a third for a franchise quarterback, they're, they're doing it immediately. Oh, I think for, especially for a quarterback, you're going to do that. And that's why, that's why this team was willing to jump in and offer three ones for Russell Wilson right. and, and try and go that route because they knew. And then it's also the quarterback himself. Again, for Russell Wilson, you're going to do that for some other guys. You're going to be reluctant. Jimmy Garoppolo, they were reluctant to do much, but that was as much because the injury history, and then you had to extend them. But if his, if he doesn't have that injury history, I don't think they have a problem with the draft pick. Right. You know, so I, I do agree with you. Like they, I mean, you look at what the Rams have done and the Rams still have a lot of picks after the first round or enough picks to still build. Right. So that, that's part of it too. So with, I guess, with, I, I guess my only other thing with Wentz and the money, because obviously they had a lot of cap room, then they had a little bit and they'll get a little bit more with Landon. And then I think getting a flowers extension or, or restructure has to get done ASAP to open right. things up. I mean, you know, this is happening tomorrow. Um, and then there's other things you can maybe look at. I don't think I'm expecting, but I would rather not have a ton of cap room this year, have Carson, see how it goes, and be able to get out no problem next year than restructure some of his deal and spread it out and then be on the hook for something down the road. I, I, oh, yeah. I want to be able to pull the ripcord if this thing goes poor. Oh, yeah, and I, I would definitely agree. I don't, I'm not up for extending that. And that is a, now I will say that's a steep cost. If they have to get out of this after one year, it's a steep cost. And my initial thought was, well, you know, you can get out of it after a year, so okay. But when you look at the when you look at it, it's really if you do that, then you would have cost yourself two picks. And then who knows what other players you didn't get because you spent 28 million in cap space, whether it's resigning um, McKissick or someone like that and McCain. Right or going out and getting a couple other guys like that's a steep price. Like this has to work for more than a year. I think for it to be worth it. Definitely. 
Definitely. Totally. But what terrifies me is that two other teams just decided, yeah, this is a really steep price to get rid of this dude. Let's get rid of him. Right. Like that's, I don't I mean, that's what makes the move so hard to kind of buy into, I think. And I know that they would have talked to a lot of people about him and coaches talk a lot to other coaches, et cetera. So I would hope that whatever they heard was enough to obviously convince them to do this. But, you know, the one thing too, when Joe Gibbs was here the second time, I did not cover him the first time, despite what anybody might think. I haven't been here that long. I've only been here for a lot of bad football, not enough good. But when Gibbs was here, like he would say, you know, people, he goes, people will tell me that, Oh, Joe, you can change him. You can change him. He's like, this guy's been like this for 20 some years. What makes you think I can change him in one? So he understood like what his, maybe what his limitations as a coach were. And so I wonder, I, I hope they're not pinning it on, well, we can get something out of him that others could not because he has been in good situations for him. So I think. John, I wonder if it's any port in the storm, man. Like they're just so desperate and they know yeah. this guy can help that. And, and I think Ron has some confidence in himself on a character kind of maturation side, um, you know, on like, all right, I can help this guy. I mean, I, I know you saw it cause we're on the same text thread. Even Wentz's like first comments about Landon in Washington. I don't know. I think it's gotta be a shock to him too. And I know people even close to him, like, you know, this, they kind of hope this leads to some self-reflection as far as like, what do you need to do to make it work now? Because what you can say in Philly, well, went south when they took Jalen Hurts, but then you went to a new team and it went south again for whatever reason. And whether it was just the owner, the owner and the GM, I don't know how much Frank Reich really wanted to get rid of him. You hear various things. So, but regardless, an organization decided to get rid of you. So if you can change or if you do some of that reflection and come to the conclusion like, oh, maybe I have to do this and this better, then it can help them. But that's, that's a tough way to, that's tough to assume that that's going to happen. You know? Yeah. Agreed. My questions are not about arm strength or, I mean, I think there's some sloppy footwork and there's some times where you got to take your check down and stuff like that. I mean, there's real like on field criticism, but I I'm more concerned that the former GM, two GMs now don't think he can handle the criticism. Right. And that's, that, that is a concern. And, you know, there are quarterbacks around the league too, who you hear various things about. We heard a lot, some stuff about Kyler Murray and people would still kill to have that guy. And, you know, and I think the one thing with Wentz that you don't hear is that he, he's not, he, one thing you do hear too, is he's a hard worker and that it does matter to, you know, first in last out kind of guy. And I think that's, that's a, that's a positive to build on for them, but, but there's a whole package that you've got to, make sure that you can maximize it. If he comes out here and wins 10 games each of the next two years or helps them do that, then they can start to build something they haven't done in a long time. And I, you know, but I, you know, I do agree with you. I think there's, I don't know if it's desperation panic, but certainly an understanding that you have to get a better quarterback and you are going to take a chance. And this is taking a chance. Yeah, totally. I I think, um, I think for the first time it, Ron kind of stuck his neck out. And, and I think if, if it doesn't, if it goes poorly, I, I've never thought Ron's job was in danger next year, barring like a three and 14 total collapse. And I still don't, but if this thing, we've seen nuclear meltdowns here before, and it, I, I don't know what to expect. I, I think, 
I think one thing that could really help them would be a, a fast start. And I really think they'd be better off starting on the road, dude. Because if, if they start at home and he throws a pick and half, however many Commanders fans are there, start chanting for Heineke, because that's going to be a real thing in yeah. all this. Like every preseason game, he, I've never thought a quarterback could use a strong preseason showing quite like I think Wentz could this year. Just establish to all parties that, that you're the right guy. So how can they, how it's going to help them? Cause like, let's look at the skill position. Cause this is going to lead into free agency or whatever. Do they have the skill talent there? Cause Ron's been very high on that. And I think they still need to add somebody. And I don't, and I, I always say this, I think they're aware that they could still add somebody else as well for whatever he says. Um, but what do you think? Like how much more do you think they have to do with the skill position, whether in free agency or the draft? I kind of laid out, here's the thing, whether you like or don't like the Carson Wentz move, He's the guy now, and you got to go all in to try to make him right. comfortable. The money on McKissick just might be too much. I, I, maybe you report out. Maybe I saw somewhere that they're talking about six mil a year. My immediate math with a veteran like that second contract is like, all right, well, it's going to be a three-year, eighteen, but two years at twelve mil is going to be guaranteed. You could spread it out a little bit, but I'm not sure they can pull that off. Considering I think be a hard one, right? Like right now, you're sitting at what is it, eleven? Before and you got to get this flowers thing done in the next 48 hours. You're bargain shopping. I think I know that they still could go quarterback. And if they love a guy at 11, fine. And then if right. Wentz is your bridge, I just don't think he's a good guy for that role. I think that's already been kind of established. I go receiver there, whether it's your boy Garrett Wilson or I like Traylon Burks a lot. I, yeah. I, he, I, I love the toughness. I don't think they have another receiver, even if Curtis Samuel's healthy. And I think, I don't know, Ron's, Ron was asked about Curtis Samuel's health in Indy, and it was hardly a, a bullish, we're ready, he's ready to rock kind of statement. And maybe that's just because of the timing of, you know, it's February, March or whatever. Um, but I don't think they have enough, period. Just look, look at the division. Uh, look at, I, I think you can add more skill at receiver for sure. Maybe a corner there would make sense. Um, but the other part of this kind that nobody wants to talk about is Terry's going into the last year of his deal. Right. Like that's, that's on a fast track to a franchise tag. And maybe you're able to get something done this summer. Like we'll see, but you don't have a ton of money. So you'd have to spread that out. You'd have to kind of backload it and stuff. Like you got to kind of prepare for that too. Cause yeah. the Curtis Samuels deal is the same thing as a three year, but it's really just a two year. Right. And they can get like their receiver room outside of Terry doesn't scare anybody. And you got to add some no. talent. For me. I'm with you on that. I would be all, and I agree with you. Like a quarterback would, I, you know, consistently heard that it would not dismiss, they would not dismiss the possibility of taking one, but it's got to be the right guy. And it's not only got to be the right guy, it's got to be the right guy if others aren't available. So like, if you really say, you know, Hey, got to get a receiver. And there are a couple there that you love but there's a quarterback there you like, you're taking a receiver. You don't have to take the quarterback. And that's the position right. they're in now. But I'm with you. I'd want to get more skill talent to get another possible game breaker on the field. Whether, again, whether it is Wilson. Wilson's got that speed. I watched him, obviously, for a few years. I think he's terrific. But I, I don't care who it is if you get a guy there that can play and add another element that they're hoping De'Ami Brown can provide. But does De'Ami Brown project to a number two at this point? I think that'd be – a leap of faith, you know, and I think Curtis totally. Samuel is a nice guy to move around. 
um, and add dimension to your offense. But is he a strong number two? I think I don't know that he's shown that. I think he's a really good, he can be a good player to have. Guys, if you're looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have a little bit of fun, let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service. It delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in chewable form and it's at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets will help you combat all forms of ED. Plus, it's an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is really simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and the best part, all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers are going to work with you to find the right ingredient and the strengths for your personal subscription. Plus, their tablets are made in the United States. They prepare, they ship direct, and it's so much cheaper than going through a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code KIME, K-E-I-M, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code KIME, K-E-I-M, to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for being a sponsor of our show. What other areas besides that? Because, like, they don't have a lot of capital as we talked. So what kind of mm-hmm. what are some minor moves that you would think they could make in free agency and, and what positions to address? They're going to have to address a lot. It's funny, dude. Like, I feel like we probably did a podcast last year where it's like, well, what do they need to get better at? It's wide receiver and linebacker. <laughs> linebacker. And then they they spent money at wide out and drafted a linebacker and they still have a need at wide receiver right. and linebacker. Right. That's um, I think you're I think you're looking at a veteran middle linebacker that doesn't cost you much. And, and that is one position where that's usually available. Um, You know, it gets crazy to try to like name the guy, but um, there there are like, I don't think Bobby Wagner is coming. I think he's going to cost way too much, but I I think there will be kind of veteran Mike linebackers available. I think, um, you know, I, I, the only moves I'm curious about would be Ionitis. I'm just curious what they think there, because that, they don't have any money that could create almost seven mil in cap space. He hasn't like, remember that elite kind of pass rushing deep inside presence we saw and granted he dealt with injuries, but he was always able to get to the quarterback in the two years under Sam Mills and and this new defense. Now 2020 he was hurt, but 21 he wasn't, and it wasn't disruptive a lot. Um, I don't know. That's the only kind of internal move I'd be watching. Um, well, and it's funny. The flowers that, thing has got to be at the top of the list. The flowers thing, because you can extend him. And that's what I'd always heard. They wouldn't cut him. They would extend him. Right. And, and he's then, been good. Yeah. And they, they, he's a solid. Like, you don't want to create another hole for them. And he did a solid job. So he's going right. to cost 10 million against 10 million against a cap if you don't do that. So you got to do something there. Ruye, you can do something maybe with his deal and spread it out a little bit differently. But I and Ice would be interesting because while Tim Settle is a free agent, they have at least maintained contact with, with, with him. No offer, to my knowledge, has been made. But the fact that they've actually maintained contact says something to me. Like, just in case, they want to know what's he going to get and could they then do something. I don't know that. I wouldn't sit there and say they're going to bring him back. 
I just think it's interesting that they have maintained that level of contact with him because who knows what would happen. I wondered about the same thing with you with Ioannidis that, you know, his number is, I think it's six, six or six, around six or 7 million this year. Yeah. So it's a one and a half dead hit. And then I have it in front of me. It's 6.8 saving. Okay. So you net that out, but still on a team that, so I believe part of their kind of calculus for acquiring a quarterback was that some players would be going out via trade if right. you're going for one of these stars. And I, I mean, I think there's a couple names, but I like if they were going to get Russell Wilson, it would have meant like pain or sweat or somebody was going to be involved. Like right. it, it would have been real players. And then in turn, you're also shipping some salary out too. Um, and, and pain is the one that, that stands out because he's on his guarantee year. So it's all fully guaranteed. Like you can't, one, you wouldn't cut around paying. Two, you can't because of the way the money's structured. I don't think there's a trade coming there. I, 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 like, you're not getting rid of him for picks at this point, right, I don't right. think. But I do wonder, and I kind of asked Mayhew this, and I think he took it a different direction, or maybe he was just telling the truth. But, like, sometimes I wonder about the intersection of coaching, trying to win this year, and figuring right. out the long-term vision for this roster. Because – you just have all these defensive linemen and you inherited that. That's not what you drafted, but are you maximizing it? Because last year on the field, you weren't maximizing it or they weren't playing well enough, whatever it was. But like, if you're going to have a ton of resources allocated, they got to be performing. And I don't know that anybody would say they really did last year. And so then it's like, well, do you have to re-examine that? I think, I think in that case, yeah, because you're going to have, you're looking at like if sweat and young both hit this year, you're looking at in that 25 to 30 range when you go to extend them based on what you look at what Max Crosby just got. And it's probably going to be in that ballpark. Um, so yeah, that would be tough to keep those two and Allen. And then with pain, it's like, what do you do? And so just to be clear for people listening, I don't know what's going to happen with Ioannidis. I think just like JP, just, you know, you kind of look at the roster and say, well, how can they free up money? Well, here's one way if they wanted to go that way. Um, you can do that. What about with Landon Collins? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. You had something. Well, I was getting, like one way they can free up some cash is Wes Schweitzer, but I think they need him. I think he's I their like, right guard, yeah, yeah. and I think he's pretty good. I like Wes. I and I yeah. I like him because he's got some um, nasty. You know, as I like to say, he like he blocks like a son of a bitch. So you know, <laughs> um, but he does. Like, Who yeah, was it? It was the receiver. Um, the receiver was old. Yeah, he's like 50 years old, but um, yeah. Um, that Michael was, that Floyd. Was, yeah, yeah, who could not run, had no speed, but he could block. He was a, he was an animal when he was blocking, man. He was tough. But Schweitzer yeah. has got that animal instinct when he's blocking as oh. well. And and I, now he's not the greatest pass blocker. He's okay, but he's really tough in the run game. And then Sadiq Charles, how does he develop? Um, but that's where, you know, you're going to have to fill some depth situations. Cornelius Lucas, do you bring him back? Can you? If I'm him, I want to go somewhere and play. And again, I go back to settle. If I'm settled, I want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to play. Not just get yep. money, but know I'm going to play because that's how you get those other big contracts. But um, yep. Landon Collins, what do you think they're going to miss without him? I think he's a steadying presence locker room wise. He's not like the super vocal leader, but I think everybody likes him and respects him. He's a hard worker. Um, obviously once they got him in the right role, I think he played pretty well, probably the second half of last season. Maybe it was a little before that. To me, this was always a no brainer. It's just far too much money. And 
even if even if he would have taken the reduced role, I think you know Josina said he's like I took the first pay cut, but when they asked for another one, I couldn't say yes. What was the first pay cut getting him down to six? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know, man. I I just I think it was far too much money for for what that is. I think you know Cam Curl stepped into that role really well two years ago as a seventh round rookie. Curl's obviously proven himself as a really really good player, but I think you. Ron's always talked about playing as rookies. You got to start throwing some of these guys in these situations. Like, what do we know about Derek Forrest? Like, he's probably got to be part of the equation this year. Not a whole lot. He, he has to be. And whether it's as a key special teams guy or something like that. Right. Taking, taking over the, um, the app key role. <laughs> uh, trying to get me fired up on a Sunday. Um, well, I've heard that I, they hadn't been in contact with him. So there you go. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but but you're right about they were in contact with them. I'd question what the hell they were doing. Yeah. But. Well, but but to your point though, um, I also think with Landon, I wonder if you're gonna go got let's say they let's say they can't find a middle linebacker for agency because there aren't a lot of great ones out there. So it may be difficult to do that. And it is to me, it's a good draft for that position in the first several rounds. So you could find a guy there, but now you have a third guy who can who can play with some speed in that position. That to me lessened the need for a Collins, especially at that money. You know, yeah. you know, and so it, it, it you lose some of the versatility on defense because to go to those three safety packages. But I think if they play it right with that linebacker position, you can. But then that also assumes that Jamin Davis plays to a certain level and Cole Holcomb plays to a certain level on the outside as well. So, well, well and I mean, you're talking about three safety sets. What's going to happen with McCain? And I know I recognize he's right. not necessarily a fan favorite, but Jack and Ron love him. So I thought he did well um, in the second half of the year. It became painfully obvious that you couldn't have Collins and McCain. Right, deep, right, right. Right. Like that, that wasn't your tandem. I don't understand why it wasn't more obvious to them. But yeah, I think once it was Curl and McCain back there, I, I agree. I, I think he played a lot better. Um, I mean, what is that? Like when we get to Wednesday night and they haven't signed anybody yet, like are, are we talking? Are the top two safeties on the depth chart? Like what's going? on? I have no idea what's going on with DeShazer. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I would be yeah, and that's another. You can cut him and save two million, and that might be the way you go. But yeah, it's, with all things considered, it's almost hard to not right. see that coming. And, and honestly, you know, I've been in contact with him a little bit, and none of it's been about football. So. I don't even know where kind of his headspace is at. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you're right about that. That is two mil there. And and that's any that's chance where, they try to get a deal with Holcomb. They do. It's like, not a big cap. I mean, it's two six. No guarantee. But I mean, how much are you going to spread out? I don't think yeah, that's I don't, enough I don't, worth doing. I, yeah, I don't know, but I know they like him outside, so we'll see. But I do think McCain is an interesting. And again, not that McCain was some pro bowler here. He just got better in the second half but they don't have anybody to replace him. That's the thing. You know, you like when, when Landon went down, you had Cam that could go replace him. You don't have that guy in the roster now. And that's, that's where they're going to, because so if you let him go, you've got to find that guy. And, and, you know, and I think he, I don't know that there's going to be some big demand for him on the market. So I think some of these guys are going to test. If you remember a few, it was several years ago, they cut D'Angelo Hall and everybody's, Oh, he's done. He's done. He's done here. And then a week or two later, he resigned because the market never developed. So I'll be curious to see with some of these guys, if they, when they, if, and when they hit the market, what 
do they find available for them? Because I don't know. I mean, McKissick, I love McKissick. I think he'd be a, a tough loss for them, but he's coming off that neck injury. Is he going to get that kind of money? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it part of the Collins willingness to take the first pay cut is because he knows there's not another yacht offer coming his way. I think that was a, a, a specific set of circumstances that kind of led to that. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think defensively they'll bounce back a little just because I kind of think they like the numbers and the odds of variance on NFL defenses suggest they will. And they're not um, playing the same caliber play. of quarterbacks. All right. Day. Right. You don't play Rogers, Mahomes, Herbert, Brady. That helps too. So you're the last thing, your expectation, like mine, we're going to be watching a lot of paint dry on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, I thought that honestly, even when I kind of thought this would be a Trubisky and a draft pick, I, I was told last month that outside of outside of QB, don't expect a lot of action in this cycle. And I think that's accurate. And yeah. like, I, I know a lot of fans were excited about the Mari Cooper stuff. And I was like, they don't have the money now. Not to mention, if you pay a wide out now, like you've already paid Curtis Samuel 12 times what Terry's making. And if you're going to bring somebody else in this year, that guy would probably be making Mari Cooper's making 20 times what right. Terry's making. At some point, somebody's paying attention, whether it's Terry or his representatives. Like, oh, there, there's no doubt. And you know how that goes in the locker room too. Like, wait a minute, take care of me because, and I know like Terry's in that city, he's on the rookie deal, but there's a, you got to take care of me. That's why teams are sometimes reluctant to give guys pay cuts and bring them back because they go in the locker room, like they, they know what everybody else is making. They can find it out just like we can. And if you're outperforming that guy and he's making that much more, it's like, wait a minute. You know, when there was been receivers here before, they're like, wait a minute, this guy's making this kind of money. Ask him to do, ask him to go block this guy. You know, right. there, th that definitely happened. Um, so, you know, that, that, that could be a problem. So I agree with like, I didn't think that was going to happen for that reason. And then, you know, you, you know, your goal, your primary goal here in this is to extend Terry. You've got to keep that guy around. If you go out and get a Cooper, I think that makes it tougher. If you draft somebody, I think it's going to make it easier because now that guy's not going to make what, what he's making and wouldn't for several years. So you can build around that. And then like you, to your point, if Curtis has another tough year with that, he's gone and but you still have your receiving core. And right. um, I think the other thing is with, if you bring another guy like Wilson, those top guys in this draft, they have speed. So you bring another guy in that 4-3, 4-4 range, you've got a whole range of receivers that run that with a big-arm quarterback who can throw down the middle. And so I think that would work well. So, you know, that to me would be – but, yeah, I don't, I don't expect – and you're right, like even before this, I thought the big thing would be the quarterback because that's what we knew. And then beyond that, it was going to be um, wait and see, get to that secondary market that always develops where they get, where they got McKissick before they got Logan Thomas before West Schweitzer, right. pivotal guys like that. And then you get to the draft. So, you know, yeah, I'm kind of expecting not a whole lot of action on Wednesday. Yeah. And it's, it's really been pretty remarkable and it's a, I'd say a big opportunity for Herney and Mayhew and the, the staff Rivera has assembled because Ron's first year with Kyle Smith kind of running the front office. They really, did well. I mean, I think their draft was a pretty big success. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just getting Curl and Gibson in that draft class, addition to Chase Young. Yeah. The free agents, Schweitzer, McKissick, Thomas. I mean, 
all those guys played well, probably over-delivered on their first deals. Tom Logan already got a second deal. Yeah. They want JD, but might not be able to afford him. Last year was not the same level of success, free agency or the draft. Like you, you, You'd really hope they can put some things together this year. They need Jamin to elevate outside, and I think he'll be a lot better outside. I, I, I'm not writing him off, but he's got to show it. Because if he does, then it starts to look a little bit different. But then you'd need to get forced to become at least a special teams, key special teams contributor and a key backup. And then you can start to look at that class a little bit better. And then again, Diami, you, you like that's the one problem this team has had. Those high picks, those first three, especially rounds two and three, you need to get them to hit more. Terry hit, but you need more out of that. Cosme did a nice job. So, but I still Yeah, Cosme just got to stay on the field. Dude, yeah. what about St. Juice with the concussion stuff? Like yeah. he looked like he was going to be a really useful piece. And then I, think I don't any, know. Anytime you start dealing with that, you st- you start to get, you, I think you have to start I don't know about crossing your fingers is a little bit hokey of an expression, but I think you, you know, you just have to be careful. That's all. And so totally. Uh, yeah, totally. So, there you go. JP, I appreciate you coming on and thanks a lot. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see you soon, but I don't know for, I guess we'll see maybe if there's a Carson Wentz press conference, but there you go. Dude, I was thinking about this. If there is a Carson Wentz presser, I think they should do it at the exact same time as like the Russell Wilson presser. Like, I think they should try to go under the radar with this young man as much as possible because I think you got a fan base that is willing to support, but like his first public comments don't seem like he's not that he's not thrilled, but it doesn't, he's not like, oh man, I can't wait to get to Washington. And, and maybe that will come, obviously. But, uh, if I was running this thing, I would I would try to stay under the radar and let him get acclimated and comfortable and let the fans kind of get to get to know him slowly. I think so. I but I but they will I might I do think they want to show him how much they believe in him and support him and how excited right. they are, which is why there will probably be something definitely Yeah, something. I mean you gotta do a presser, right? Like you just trade it for a new quarterback. It'll be fun. Yeah, Always is. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we're back here talking about the same positions next year at this time. So thanks, JP. <laughs> thanks, John. No problem. That's it for this episode. Thanks to JP for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back with another episode on Wednesday, the first day of free agency. It might be a show about nothing. You Seinfeld fans, you get it. If there is big news in free agency, I will do a bonus podcast. Talk to you next time.